Welcome everyone to Eastlake Plus, a positive podcast. I am Mario Sevilla and joining me today, a very special guest, a very, very special guest, President Mark Sanchez, all the way from Southwestern College. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So he's President, Superintendent, Superintendent, President, correct? Correct. And uh, you've, you're doing some amazing things, your staff, your faculty, students, the community. What's exciting you the most about what's happening at Southwestern College? You know, it's an amazing time. And I, I do give credit to our entire team of um, administrators, faculty, staff, and then our student leadership as well, because they're a critical component in our programming. And the student voice is always important to be a part of that process. What excites me is um, the opportunity for us to do things that we've never done before in terms of how we serve our community in the South County, but also how we serve our community in a binational region, um, because many of our students um, commute from Tijuana, Arba, California, to take our classes. So being really strategic around how we serve our students in a new way as we're emerging from the pandemic. So some specific examples of that is um, really how we're engaging our high schools. One of the things we're looking at is um, potentially uh, we're working with Sweetwater Union High School District leadership to explore doing an early college high school at our San Isidro Higher Education Center. So essentially what that's going to do is create an early going culture in that community that will allow students to earn the credits for their A through G requirement, but also finish high school with college credits on the books. So it accelerates their pathway to completion. And ultimately, that's a best practice. And it creates a trajectory for students to get into the workforce and into their careers as seamlessly and as effectively as possible. Another big one that I'm very excited about is we're working with uh, Assembly Member David Alvarez. We're working on looking at um, uh, changing California educational code that will allow our students that live in Tijuana and Baja California to take our classes for the in-state tuition rate of $46 a unit. So we've heard from many of our students that live in Tijuana and Baja California that paying the international student fee is a barrier to them being able to access our courses we know that we live in a binational region. Our binational economy is $300 billion a year in trades and services. So to be able to create a workforce, a talented and skilled workforce in a binational approach in Southwestern College being the driver of that work, it's, it's a tremendously exciting time to do this work in this community. You started your post-secondary education at Southwestern College. You I, were a student. You were a Jaguar. I was a Jaguar. Fall of 1989. You're a native San Diegan. I am. Yep. I was born and raised in Barrio Logan. And after I graduated from high school, I decided to attend Southwestern College. And it's an interesting story because I was actually accepted by San Diego State um, right out of high school. And I took a tour um, in the summer of 1989 of San Diego State. And it just felt like such a big environment, such an overwhelming environment. And I'm a first generation college student. So that being on that campus was a little overwhelming for me at that time. And so interestingly, at that same summer, I came and took a tour of, of Southwestern College and I had counselors and financial aid staff and can we help you? What do you need? So it just felt like a more, um, a more guiding environment, a more supportive environment. Um, it was much more smaller at the time. And so I felt much more connected. So I ultimately made the decision to enroll at Southwestern College um, 
following high school and you know, it's the best decision I ever made. And I know Southwestern College today has a lot of resources, a lot more than it used to have. When you think back 30 years ago and you see it today, it's a marvel. Yes. Um, but there were still a lot of resources that helped you get to the next level. You went to Point Loma Nazarene, correct? I went to UC Santa Barbara. Okay. When I left okay. uh, Southwestern College, I went to UC Santa Barbara for a year. And then I ended up coming back home because my, my family had some health health issues. So I came back to take my mom to medical appointments and just be a, a family support resource. And so that's when I enrolled at Point Loma Nazarene University. And that's ultimately where I got my bachelor's degree in sociology. And the other fascinating thing to me, because it just seemed when I read through your biography, like yes. you had your mindset on being an educator or in uh, academics in some, when did you discover that that was your calling? Yeah, it was early on. Uh, my mom was a, a school librarian at, at the elementary school I actually went to. And she was a librarian for 35 years. And so very much valued education, very much valued reading. And, and, um, and so it was really at that point very early on that I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And ultimately, I became a teacher. Um, I had taught for uh, San Diego Unified for, for a period of time. And then I ended up teaching United States history and migrant education in Salinas, California at Alisal High School. And um, best experience I ever had um, in education. Uh, talk a little bit about some of those resources at Southwestern College offered to community students, community families. Once we have a community member that is an officially an enrolled student, and that could be a half a unit, one unit course to 18 units. Mm -hmm. the, the students are eligible for resources. Um, our team has done a, an amazing job of building a community of care to support our students. And I'll give you specific examples. Um, if a student doesn't have access to a computer or a laptop, they can go to our student services building and get access to a, a Surface, a Microsoft Surface computer to be able to do their work um, from home or at the library. We have a JAG kitchen because we know that many of our students are food insecure. So if a student needs to access a meal, they can access our Jaguar kitchen. No questions asked, no cost to the student a completely free resource for any student who needs a meal before going to class. Um, if we have students that are housing insecure, we know that many of our students are couch surfing or trying to find a place to live, a stable place to live, but they're staying with friends or they're staying with, with other family members, extended family members. Um, they can actually come to our student services building and access a hotel voucher. We have contracts with some of our local hotels and it actually, we can, we can house the students for up to two weeks while, they, while we work to try to find them housing resources, more stable housing resources. Um, we have counselors. We have mental health counselors. If a student just feels like they need to talk to somebody because they're stressed, we know that the pandemic has exacerbated the mental health situation in our community. And if someone just needs to talk to someone, um, our mental health counselors are available to students. Anyone that's enrolled in Southwestern College courses regardless of the number of units they're enrolled in, can access those resources at any time. Mm -hmm. And then so uh, prospective students thinking about, you know, maybe entering college uh, at Southwestern can tour some of these resources or maybe just uh, kind of get a sample of what you offer there. Yeah, it's a part of our orientation. So we give the student a full preview of what's available to them. Mm -hmm. um, and once they make that decision to enroll in a course, 
those resources are immediately available to them. Now, you've taught all over California, and you've taught in communities that were also in need of resources. And so you've seen firsthand, too, how important it is for the community to rally around um, these, uh, these academic pursuits for some of these students and families. Uh, can you talk a little bit about why it's so important for the business community and the community at large to invest in public schools? Yeah, our, our education system is creating the pathway to the future workforce. I just read a report that was published in April of 2022 this year by the San Diego Regional Economic Development Corporation. And they focus on, they use the terminology quality jobs. And so if you look at the industries that are either expanding or coming into San Diego, you know, uh, Apple just purchased additional land in Rancho Bernardo to the tune of $445 million. When you look at our biotechnology in the Sorrento Valley, They've expanded their footprint uh, recently. And so when you look at those industries, um, the, the, the statistic that was posted in that report by the San Diego uh, Economic Development Corporation was that um, 84% of the jobs that are coming online now through the year 2030 require some type of degree, certificate, certificate or credential. So we know that higher education post high school is as important as it ever has been. So what we do is we create the pathway to those opportunities in our region. And the quality job component is really critical because it's in those industries that will allow our workforce to be able to afford to live in San Diego County, which is the one of the most expensive counties to live in in all of California. So what, what we do in working with our business community, with our industry leaders, um, is really emphasize the significance of education post high school. And uh, you, we, before we started the podcast, you talked a little bit about your time in Salinas. Yes. And so that experience also helped, if not reinforce some of those values, maybe shape and see things definitely differently than you did probably in San Diego. Am I, am I correct? In no, this? you're absolutely right. And that was a powerful experience. And, and so, you know, when we go into education early in my career, we always think about what's the most effective way to educate the students that we teach. And one of the things I learned teaching in migrant education in Salinas, California, is that the students and the community were teaching me just as much as I was teaching them. And the reason why I say that is because I, I saw firsthand our community and our students who valued education so much so that they would work in the fields before the sun came up. You know, Salinas, California is a very large agricultural community. As a matter of fact, 70% of the lettuce grown in the United States comes out of Monterey County, Salinas, California. So I would see our students and our families who valued education, but also needed to survive. So their students would work in the fields with their families oftentimes, finish up, be at the first class at 7.30 in the morning, finish their school day, and then go back out into the fields. And so what that, what that taught me is about the resilience and the love for education in our community. And it was a powerful experience. And so it shaped the way I viewed education as a two-way pathway. Mm -hmm. So the teacher's teaching, but the community's teaching, the students are teaching, and they bring value into the classroom. And it, it, um, it was probably one of the most powerful experiences in my career I've ever had. And, and in our discussion, you brought up that movie, McFarland, the USA, and you said that those were my students. Those were the families in my community. That's absolutely right. And it was, it was, uh, it was incredible because I'm a big fan of that movie and a big fan of that town. Um, as the world of education shifts, what advice do you have for parents and students 
Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I have the opportunity and the privilege in my career to talk to a lot of students. And there will be spaces, even my own daughter who just graduated from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, but there was a point in time where she was telling me, Dad, I don't need to go to college. I could make money doing social media marketing and I can work at, she, she lives in Las Vegas. And so uh, she says, I, I can do the social media marketing with no degree for Caesars Entertainment Group and I can make $75,000, $80,000 a year. And um, so there's this, this narrative in our community, I think, with young people that a college education is no longer necessary or it's no longer valuable. But I just, I just cited the statistics from a, ma from a major report that was done by the business community in San Diego where it's actually telling us the truth. And the truth is that 84% of the jobs that are coming online are going to require some type of degree, certificate, or credential. When you look at the industries, you're looking at STEM, you're looking at computer information systems, um, you're looking at healthcare. And so those certainly are, are careers that have some positions that you don't need a college degree, a certificate, certificate or credential. But if you want to move into the quality job range, you've got to have that level of edu education and, and skill preparation. Mm -hmm. So my message to the community is, please don't ever lose an emphasis on, on higher education and college education and understand that our workforce requires it. Mm -hmm. And we have the opportunity to prepare that workforce for those jobs that are going to allow our students and our community to stay in San Diego and live a very, very good quality of life because of the careers and the career decisions that they've made. I would say, um, because it's a pathway to, to really avoiding uh, college loans and college debt, uh, the community college is a brilliant, a brilliant choice. It's one I made personally to go to Southwestern. Mm -hmm. My daughter also went to a community college, and she finished her degree, her bachelor's degree, with, with very little debt. Sure, and so that, that community college pathway is huge. And so don't ever underestimate the work that are the – the, the value of a community college experience and then how that puts students on a trajectory to the university. And, and what I'm really pleased about is we're going to make that trajectory to the university even more easier because we have partnerships right now where San Diego State actually teaches bachelor degree programs on the Chula Vista campus. And we're actually in talks with UC San Diego to do the same thing, uh, hopefully by the fall of 2023 where UCSD will teach bachelor degree programs at our Chula Vista campus in engineering and biology as a start. That's brilliant. And I love to, not only do you have this emphasis on STEM, but the new performing arts center that you have, there's this great balance where you have, you know, the, the engineering and the science and computers, and you have this creative outlet too, and also can pursue a degree in, in creative academics. Yes. I, the performing arts center has given the, the, the taxpayers of this community have, has given Chula Vista a gem. Mm -hmm. And what, what I mean by that is I'm, I'm also personally into the arts. And so um, what we've been able to do with that beautiful $60 million facility that was funded by our taxpayers is we've been able to form partnerships with the San Diego Symphony. As a matter of fact, we had a performance um, of Vivaldi that they actually performed at the Rady Shell but they also did it at our Chula Vista Performing Arts Center. We have performances with the um, San Diego Ballet. 
Um, and we're looking at bringing world-class entertainers like George Benson and Chris Bodie also to our performing arts center. And this is the same caliber of performances that of, of performers who perform at the, at the Rady show. And so the whole impetus is really to try to bring world-class entertainment to the community, utilizing a taxpayer funded resource in our performing arts center. And our community deserves access to the best without ever having to leave their community. And that's the vision. That's great. Shaping tomorrow's leaders and uh, culture is so much to talk about. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you about you'd like to mention uh, before we go? No, just, um, you know, Southwestern College has an amazing leadership team. We have amazing faculty. We have amazing uh, classified professionals and we have amazing administrators. And what I've seen in my time being back, I've almost been back for two years now as the superintendent president and the, the, the community of care that we've built in service to our community and our students is simply amazing. We want to help students get to their educational goals and complete the goals that they've set for themselves. And so I couldn't be more honored and proud to, to be the superintendent president of my alma mater, Southwestern College. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, President Sanchez, thank you very much. Everyone at home, thank you. Uh, you're a Padre fan? I'm a Padre fan. Huge. Let's go. And uh, that's that does it for today. Please uh, join us again in the future. We'll have more Eastlake Plus, a positive podcast programs and episodes coming up uh, for uh, everyone here at the Eastlake Educational Foundation. I am Mario Sevilla. Good night.